Hey, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to My Sentiments Exactly podcast. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. Today's special guest is Kathy Ruiz Carter. Kathy is an activist for lichen sclerosis, a rare incurable skin condition that mostly affects women. After being diagnosed herself, she started the Lichen Sclerosis podcast to raise awareness. Her recent project, the Lichen Sclerosis Support Network, is to help LS survivors get through the fear, anxiety, and other emotional issues that stem from the diagnosis. Hope you enjoy today's episode. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck, available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. Kathy, I am so excited to have you on My Sentiments Exactly today to raise awareness on lichen sclerosis. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so passionate about this, and to be able to come and talk to your audience is amazing because more people need to know about it. It affects so many and they're suffering unknowingly. So being able to come out and speak about it and you giving me your platform, I I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And I know when we talked before this uh, recording, I had never heard of it before. So this is important to raise awareness for um, no matter what age, no matter where you are, this is important for, for everyone to know about. So I want us to get right into it and for you to just share um, your journey with lichen sclerosis. What is lichen sclerosis? So lichen sclerosis is classified as a rare uh, skin disease. It's not as rare as they say. Um, And it mostly affects the female genitals. It can affect males, but it's for every 10, no, yeah, for every 10 women, it only affects like three males. So it's mostly a female issue. Um, and they say it's, it affects a prepubescent, not, um, well, prepubescent and mostly um, menopausal women. So um, pretty much females that have really low estrogen. Um, okay. But I'm finding in you know, in in raising awareness that I'm getting a lot of um, connection with with women that are in their 20s and their 30s, um, which is abnormal per what you read online. Um, So it can really affect you at any age. And the problem is you go According to the research, you can go anywhere from five to 15 years before you get a diagnosis. So these women, yeah. So these women are going around and they are being misdiagnosed or not, or just being put off 
and they're going up to 15 years or longer without a diagnosis. And within that time, this disease is a progressive disease. So you're getting worse and you don't know what's going on. So basically what it is, is um, the main symptoms of lichen sclerosis is itching um, around in the vulva and you can have um, burning, you can have tearing, you can have uh, what's called fissures, which are like um, scratches that the skin just develops for no reason. So you get these okay. thin scratches that, you know, you, you then when you go to use the restroom, of course you're gonna burn. Yeah. And you have, you know, just irritation from your underwear and things like that. So those are the beginning stages. And then right. as the disease progresses, if you don't use medication, you get into worse symptoms. So now a lot of women um, experience pain during sex because you're tearing. What it does is it thins the skin and it, you easily tear. Okay. So um, a lot of women have to give up sex because it's too painful. Um, and it doesn't only just affect the vulva, it can affect the anus as well. Um, one of the classic signs to see if you have LS is the skin turn gets white, um, especially in people of color. We get like an ashy kind of looking um, skin. So like for me, it, 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 my vulva got white where it, I mean, think of, think of it like um, when you need to put lotion on, on a, on a, you know, hot summer day and your skin is cracked and white, Okay. but you don't, you don't really have the crackiness. You have the, the, the ashy looking, but it doesn't go away with lotion. It's your skin is literally changed colors. Gotcha. Um, and the vulva becomes in, inflamed. So like mine became very engorged. So it kind of got, it got way bigger. Um, and so when you couple that with the itchiness, with the burning and the pain, a lot of women go to the, to the doctor and they're told, oh, you have a yeast infection. It gets very, it gets um, diagnosed as a yeast infection. Oh, okay. okay. So if you have, um, a lot of urinary tract infections, chronic urinary tract infections, chronic yeast infections. LS may be something that you want to look at. Um, and then going on from the tearing, you can, you, of course, when you tear and you heal, you're going to have a scar. These, this continuous scarring can develop into vulva cancer. Mm. when you have yeah when you have ls you have a 250 percent more times chance of developing vulva cancer and women with ls they said right now again because we don't know how many of us are truly out there the number is anywhere between one to six percent of women with ls get vulva cancer so the beautiful thing though is LS is completely treatable. You know, so if it's caught okay. early, 
you can treat it. It's not curable. It is chronic. Okay. But you can get on a maintenance uh, schedule where you can control your symptoms and you can continue to have uh, a, a good quality of life. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I missed, did you mention what age you were diagnosed? I was misdiagnosed for five years. Mm, okay. Yeah. I was only diagnosed uh, two years ago. Um, wow. And I was, I was um, 40. And wow. yeah. So for five years, I went to, I went to like four different doctors looking for answers. And I was told a multitude of things. Um, okay. Yeah. I was, so I'll, I'll start from the beginning. I believe, and there are, is some research that does um, lean towards the fact that any kind of like trauma to the vulva can trigger LS. So they, right now research, there, there's no, um, there's no concise agreement of what causes LS, but there is a strong leaning towards the fact that it's an autoimmune disease with okay. a possible genetic component. So you could be predisposed okay. through your, um, I think it's more maternal, um, okay. that you can get LS. So I had, at 35, I had a hysterectomy where they went in vaginally and my symptoms started after I had my hysterectomy. Okay, and so is that what they mean by trauma? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, some That's women. Yep. Yeah, some women said that theirs have started after, like, they had a bike accident, um, and where they had, you know, trauma from the bike seat. Um, you can be um, sexual assault. Any okay. kind of, um, you know, any kind of trauma to the vulva, like that. Can wow. pet, pet, sorry, has been, um, yeah, has been linked to trigger the LS. So for me, like I said, I believe it was a hysterectomy. Um, of course, when I went to my post-op um, appointment, I let my doctor know that I was having this itching and it was, the itching can get so bad and it usually happens, right? When you're laying down to go to sleep, so it interferes with your sleep. And so he just said, oh, well, it's just, you know, a, from having the surgery, you're good, it'll go away, blase, blase. So I was like, okay, I didn't know no better. So a year later, I go to my next appointment, I'm still having the itching and I'm telling him, you know, I'm still having the itching. He's like, oh, well, maybe you're, uh, you, you have uh, an allergy to a detergent or something. You know, your clothes um, may be irritating you. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I haven't changed my detergent, yeah. you know. But then, too, they're like, oh, you know, as you age, you know, your skin changes and then you can develop allergies. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> of course, yeah. 
You're like, of okay. course, you're going to, you you trust the doctors to know what the heck they're talking about. So mm-hmm. you don't really question it. And like I said, up until that point, all my, um, my symptoms was the itching. Um, and so I, I just said, okay, whatever. So then I didn't go back um, the next year. I went back, I went to a different gynecologist two years later. And I, cause I was just like, okay, this is not going away. And at that time I had noticed the, the color change. Um, and I had noticed the anatomy change, but I did not correlate all of those symptoms together. Mm-hmm. So I went to the doctor, another doctor, and she told me the same thing. Use, um, she's like, don't use soap, use, um, you know, sensitive washes. So I went and got Vagisil sensitive washes. That didn't help at all. So I went another, what was it, another two years and I just lived with it. Um, and then I got, um, it was like a blister and I, I figured, I said, well, this, I guess it's just a hair bump, but it didn't go away. Usually they go away within a day or two. It freaked me out. Oh, it wow. completely freaked me out because it was like a week. It wouldn't go away. And I didn't know what the heck this was. So I called my original gynecologist back, made an appointment. And because it was so last minute, because I was like, I need to get in there now. Um, I could only get an appointment with the nurse practitioner. And I was like, all right, whatever. I don't care. I, I need to come in and see yeah. somebody, mm-hmm. you know? So I went in and she had me, you know, get on the table and everything. And she's looking at it and she wanted to do a biopsy because I'm scared. I have cancer, you know, I'm like, okay. this is serious. Mm-hmm. And so she, she cut it open and, she um so she said it was uh it was blood and water in the blister so she had um she she wanted to do the biopsy but she had to get permission from the gynecologist so she had the gynec um the gynecologist come in which this was a different one this is this was my original gynecologist's wife they have a practice together so she comes in she looks in between my legs and she says Oh, that looks like a herpes wart. I'm like, excuse me? Oh. Yeah. She, this woman didn't ask me any questions. Wow. She didn't wow. look at my information. That's- she just walked in, looked in between my legs and said, oh, that looks like a herpes wart. Wow. That's rude. I was like, rude. Mm-hmm. Rude. Yeah. So the nurse was like, well, can I do, I want to do a biopsy. And so the doctor told her, well, you can't biopsy because you cut it open. You cut it and then I guess she messed up the tissue too much or something. So she said, you can't do a biopsy. Just treat her for herpes. What? Yeah. And and walked out. Are you serious? And walked out. Without looking at your information? Walked out. Never looked at my information. Never even asked my name. She walked in, looked at, looked in between my legs, had this conversation, little, little two, three minute conversation and walked out. Wow. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Yeah. But it happens all the time. I hear stories like this from women all the time. So thankfully, the nurse practitioner, after she left, she says, you know, I don't think it's herpes. She's like, do you mind if I do a little research? I'm like, please, because I know I ain't got herpes. I've been with my husband almost 20 years and I trust him, you know, and I I know I ain't done nothing. Yeah. So so I said, please. So she went on the computer, whatever, for like five minutes. And then she turned around and she said, I think you have lichen sclerosis. And I'm like, okay okay what's like in sclerosis i've never heard of this before okay and so she goes on to explain that um you know because of the of the whiteness of my vulva and um the way it's in engorged and plus it can have um like sclerosis can have blood blisters she thought i had like sclerosis and i'm like Oh, for real? I, I didn't even think about the other symptoms. I didn't think that they were all connected. And so she asked me, do you itch? And I'm like, girl, do I itch? I've been itching for five years and telling everybody and ain't listening. <laughs> yeah. so she, she laughed and I laughed and I'm like, listen, I'm so glad just to have a name and that, you know, I can actually, I'm thinking, you know, get some medication and get rid of this thing. And then she lays it on me. I said, well, so how do we cure it? She's like, it's not curable. Mm. My heart dropped. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I went from elation to just despair. I yeah. was like, I got to live with this. Yeah. I'm young. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm only 40 at this point. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm like, okay, at least I know what it is and I can get medication and it'll be better. So she wasn't like, she didn't make it like a big deal. She was just like, okay, I'm going to give you this prescription and um, take it for two weeks and when then come back. If you're, if you're good, then you have like a sclerosis. So I said, okay. So I took my medication and I got better and I was so happy. And so for two years, you know, I just used my medication when I needed and I was good. I was, you know, living, living life as normal as I could. And, um, and then two years later, I started getting new symptoms. I started getting fissures and I started getting, um, they were they were different than the blisters. It was more like a lesion. They were more. It was like a, a hard bump versus a kind of watery bump. And I started freaking out again because she never told me that there was other symptoms, okay. you know. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm using my medicine, and that was now. What the heck is going on? And so I started doing Google searches. And, and then I learned that this is, this thing is serious. This thing can change my whole anatomy. Um, one of the, one of the further symptoms for lichen sclerosis is what's called fusing. And so that's where your labia 
can start fusing together. Either your labia minora can start fusing with majora, or they can fuse across from uh, to each other and close up your whole opening to your vagina and your urethra. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So I'm like freaking out. I'm like looking and I'm finding um, all of the medical, you know, websites with all the terminology. And I'm like, I don't really, I mean, I'm a very intelligent person, but I really literally have to like look up every other word because these are not words that we use in our normal everyday life. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking if I'm going through this, I know other women are going through this. And so I decided to start a podcast to yeah. research and tell other women about it and just start raising awareness. So I started the Lichen Sclerosis podcast um, in the middle of February and I've reached so many women. So many women have, have reached out to me with questions and said, you know, that the podcast has made such a major difference in their life because they were alone. Yeah. That's the thing. You suffer this alone because yeah. there's such a stigma around mm-hmm. genital, um, you know, healthcare. And, you know, it's not like now where we have the, you know, breast cancer and it's, common and okay for people to say oh yeah touch your boobies make sure you don't have breast cancer yeah nobody says look at your vulva make sure that got you okay you don't have anything like that and then the other thing is as soon as you say you know you have a vulva issue everybody thinks sexually transmitted disease yeah yeah and it's not you know that's it's not contagious it's not a sexually transmitted disease yeah you know it's genetics and bad luck you know um yeah so um i i did that um and the more women that reached out to me the more i i i started seeing a pattern and the pattern was these women are because we're suffering alone because we don't have information of course you start spiraling down a mental health uh your mental health starts deteriorating. Yes. You know, you start thinking, you know, what is my future going to look like? Am I going, it's it's scary. It's frustrating. You you get angry, you get anxious. And so I started uh, the Lichen Sclerosis Support Network. um, And my idea was to bring together women so they can talk and have a support group. There are some great support groups already on Facebook um, and they and and they have tons of information but I know a lot of people either don't like social media or you know it's hard to get mm -hmm, or or it's hard to get that um, that mental uh, that emotional support in, in big groups and things like that yeah so so I've developed a program for women with lichen sclerosis who are dealing with these mental and emotional issues. It's a five-week program. It's off of social media where we go through the program together and identify what these negative emotions are, where they stem from. And then we go through the five-week program where 
you at the end of the program you are at a place of acceptance and resilience where you know you can say okay yes i have this disease but i also know how to treat myself i know what how to advocate myself with doctors and i feel empowered and secure and controlled so that i can go go into living a healthy and happy life and not let disease control me i'm so glad that you shared this um I, and I, you covered everything I was, I was going to ask about the stigma that is associated with vaginal issues, vaginal diseases, um, and also how it has affected you mentally, because you have those physical complications, but then you also have a lot going on mentally. And I think sometimes that's overlooked as well. And just with the stigma that you talked about, it can just, a lot of other people's attention can be on the physical. Um, and they neglect um, to ask how you're doing and how you are handling the news that it is incurable. Um, that is, I mean, being treatable is great, but all of us want a cure. Yes. Um, so, and it's affecting different areas of your life. And if you just approach it as that's gross, that's nasty, it probably has something to do with sexual activity you're neglecting the fact that this is impacting your mental health. It, it causes a change in your relationship with your spouse mm -hmm. because you know, that, that sexual activity may be affected because of LS um, just affects just your, not even taking into account your spouse, but yourself um, and just in your body image, all of these yes. different things, especially as a woman, you know, um, I can just only imagine the, the toll that it has taken mentally. Um, I did have a few questions. How difficult or have you experienced any difficulty raising awareness for this? The difficulty is nobody, because nobody's heard of lichen sclerosis, nobody's looking for lichen sclerosis. Okay. So okay. it's difficult because like I'm on social media and unfortunately the chances of you finding my account are minimal if you're not looking for lichen sclerosis. Okay. Um, so I try to put in the hashtags of women's health care, you know, Volvo health care, things like that. But the traffic is very, is slow from those channels because most of the time you're only going to find lichen sclerosis if you're looking for it or if you're looking for a symptom or something like that. So I would love to reach especially younger people because you can get this disease at three years old. I have a lady who's contacted me who's her three-year-old has it. Wow. Yes. Um, and I actually just got an email from a girl who's 15 yesterday who has it. Um, who she's had it since childhood, but her parents never told her until she, until about six months ago, you know? Wow, okay. Yeah, so it definitely affects uh, the younger generation. And, and like I said, most of the women who contact me are in their 20s and 30s. So I know that there's more of them out there. They're just suffering and don't know, 
you know, and because you go to the doctor, and that's the other thing, doctors, when you are in your 20s and 30s and teens, when you go and you have these symptoms, they've, many women have been told, oh, you're too young. You're too young oh, yeah. to have lichen sclerosis. Yeah. So we're not even going to look yeah. at that. Sometimes they don't even give you certain tests because of your yes. age. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you have to advocate for yourself and say, look, I've done my research. We've tried these other things. I really insist that you do a biopsy. That's the, the way lichen sclerosis is diagnosed uh, clinically. Okay. If you don't have the white skin um, and the other symptoms, a biopsy is necessary. You want to go to someone who specializes in vulval issues. So okay. a vulval specialist, um, or if you don't have one in your area, because sometimes it is hard to find one, or a, okay. a vulval clinic, you want to find, um, ask your gynecologist, how, have, do you deal with vulval um, issues? Because the problem is, a lot of gynecologists, they don't even look at your vulva. They're all about the <laughs> vagina. Yeah. They want to, you know, they want to, get that pap smear done. They, they mm -hmm. want to get it in. They're, they're worried about the internal issues. Got you. Okay. They don't even look at your vulva. Got you. And, that, and, and unfortunately, a lot of us, like up until I started doing my research, I didn't even identify my vulva as a vulva. A vulva. I just called the whole thing a vagina. You gotta, you gotta know your anatomy because when you go in there, and you say, you know, oh, I'm having itching in my vagina. Yeah. They're going to well, go look at I want a vaginal checkup. Yes. Got you. Okay. They're not going to look at your vulva. That's They're going to go inside. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're talking about two completely different parts of your body. Got so you. So yes, definitely you want to talk about, uh, use the correct terminology. Okay. Um, and um, I do have a symptom tracker that if anyone would like, um, the link is uh, lichensclerosispodcast.com slash symptom tracker. And you can go in there. It's a Google Doc. You make your own copy. And just, you can, if you're feeling any of these symptoms, start tracking them. Take them with, take it with you to the doctor so they can start seeing a pattern. Um, I have a lot of information on my website, um, especially my uh, Frequently Asked Questions page, that's at lichensclerosispodcast.com slash FAQ. It, and if anybody has any kind of questions, please email me, I'm always available. Um, I, have, I have multiple channels, I can list them if you want or you can add them in your show notes, I don't yeah. know how you wanna do it. Um, but yeah, it, my contact, all my contact information is at lichensclerosispodcast.com mm -hmm. slash contact. So reach out. I'm, uh, it's so important. And talk to the women in your family. Chances are, you know somebody who has it. Um, because the current research says that one in 70 women has lichen sclerosis. Wow, okay. So you either know someone or, and they either don't know or they know, but they're not telling, again, because of the stigma. I can see that. 
And I'll have all of your information in the episode description. So for those listening that would like to know more about this disease um, to help raise awareness or just to, to see what all that she has going on in terms of advocacy, um, I will have her information in the description for you to take advantage of. I would like to end with this question mm-hmm. um, because talking with different um, communities of people, because mm-hmm. I know like for me, my, my area of advocacy, advocacy is the NICU. Um, So there's a whole community just for that. And I know that you are, you know, enveloped in the uh, Black and Sclerosis Network and and community. So I would like to ask, as someone that doesn't have a personal experience um, within that community, what does the Lichen Sclerosis community need? Awareness. We need, we need to be okay with talking about genital health. We yeah. need to be okay with, you know, talking to your doctor, talking to, you know, your family, talking to your friends. And it, it has to become just as okay as talking about breast cancer and talking about checking your breast. It has checking your vulva has to become just as mainstream Um, because lichen sclerosis is just just one of many vulval um, issues Uh that need awareness and we're getting we're getting treated for vaginal issues when we should be getting treated for vulval issues okay for example for example the you know the yeast infections mm-hmm. the um or we're getting treated for sexually transmitted diseases when it's not we don't have it yeah yes yeah because the doctors are so used to seeing you know they're going through this once i mean you know this this known road and they don't want to venture off and yeah. it, you know unfortunately like i teach in my program some some doctors you know they get to a point where they feel like, oh, they've seen it all, they know it all. So if you don't fit that criteria, they're gonna make you fit. You know? Exactly. They're just gonna They'll be like, something. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> I got exactly. you. So you gotta you gotta do your own research and you gotta get comfortable with looking at your vulva. You should be you should, everybody, no matter if you have lichen sclerosis or not, you want to get used to looking at your vulva, mm-hmm. even if it's once every three months or once every six months, to make sure that everything is looking healthy. Get to know what your vulva looks like so that if something does look abnormal, you're not like, hmm, is it supposed to look like that? Yeah. You know, you are with something different. Exactly. You look at your hands and your arms and your, you know, your feet all the time, and you know if you get something's off, you gotta look at your vulva and you gotta be able to identify the same thing. That is so important. And again, I appreciate you sharing this, especially during this time. You know, everyone is health conscious, um, Mm -hmm. and while we do have so much time, uh, you know, being home and being able to do mental checkups 
we should also be doing physical checkups. This is the perfect time, you know, sometimes like, well, I'm too busy to do a self-exam, you know, when it comes to your breasts, but this is the perfect time to really get to know your body and really just do a self-exam all the way from head to toe, um, like you said, and just get familiarized with your body. That way, you know, if something is wrong, um, and like you said, it affects all ages. So yes. this is good for, for women of all ages, parents, yes. you know, um, and it does affect men, but we're just focusing on, on the women for right now. It's yes. always good to have awareness and to just know whether you experience it, you know, someone or not, it's important for us to know about these things. And I appreciate you stepping aside from the stigma and being comfortable to share your, your journey and your experience and to just address the stigma and um, to raise awareness for this. So Kathy, thank you again. And I really appreciate this. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for, you know, again, the same thing, breaking the stigma. There's a lot of podcasts that if they're not talking about this anyway, about vulval issues, they don't want to bring someone on to talk about that because it might upset their audience. We have to, we have to be, get comfortable. We have to. And that's what my sentiments exactly is for. I'm sure it ruffles a lot of feathers, but it's okay because awareness is important. And when you're raising awareness, you're going to go into these types of territories where you're open to scrutiny, you're open to judgment, and um, you can't really control how other people perceive the topics that are discussed, but I can control the space that I open up for people to share. Um, And so again, I thank you for being a part of the show and and raising awareness. I'm passionate about not just uh, raising awareness for my own experiences, but also for other people, regardless of if I've ever heard of it, ever experienced it. Um, I think it's important because I know how important it is for me to raise awareness. And I, I acknowledge that other people have that same passion. So this is just a space for everybody to raise awareness, no matter how taboo, no matter how much stigma is surrounding it. It's important for us to have these conversations. And if no one else is going to have it, my sentiments exactly is going to have it. So thank you so much again for sharing your journey and raising awareness. Thank you to everyone for tuning in and make sure that you connect with Kathy. Did you enjoy this episode? If you haven't already, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and our new YouTube channel with video interviews premiering in season three. I'd also love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing MSE Podcasts Conversation Starters Deck, available for purchase at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms by gracenp.com and YouTube now. Hope to hear from you soon.